Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my soul renegade sound studios right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. You know, when I came back on the air, I told you that I wanted to introduce you to some music and musicians that uh, you may not have been exposed to. Well, with my guest this week, it's a little bit different because chances are you're going to know one of the guys that's in this group. The band is called the Boxmasters. These guys are a hard-working band. They're about to release their 12th studio record and hit the road once again to a very devoted and loyal fan base. These guys are doing everything on a grassroots level, and that in and of itself is so inspiring. They take the best parts of that British invasion rock and roll, that alt-country, rockabilly, Americana kind of thing, and put it all together, man, to create something really, really cool. I'm going to be talking with Billy Bob Thornton, a.k.a. Bud, and J.D. Andrew, and we're going to be discussing what it's like to be a fan, even though you're a performer, and why that's so important. We're going to be talking about the fact that these guys are still hungry, they still feel like they're just starting out, and how much the fans mean to them. All this and so much more. So without further ado, let's get on into this interview with the Boxmasters. I hope you enjoy Hey everybody, I am hanging with the Boxmasters, but uh, before we kind of go dive on in here, um, Bud, <laughs> dude, I met you in Santa Fe, New Mexico a few years back, man. I uh, I was playing uh, in a small cantina called El Farol, it was an acoustic show, mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, I was with my cello player, Michael Cott, and uh, you were in town for a little bit, we got a chance to hang out a little bit, but you know, ever since then... I've wanted to reconnect, so this is awesome. This is so good. <laughs> I remember that. Is that place still there? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So here's, you know, here's the funny thing, man. So like since then, obviously, I followed your career and whatnot. But a buddy of mine, whenever we'd go tour, right, he'd always, uh, you know, show me new music. And and gosh, this is a while back, but he introduced me to this band called the Boxmasters. I dug it, man. We listened to you guys. You guys were like the soundtrack for, you know, for several tours. But, I mean, it was interesting because you get to that point where you start listening to music and and you want to know more about the band. So you start doing that little deep dive into, you know, who does what. And and there you are. So it was such a pleasant surprise, man. I had no idea. So, That's the whole point. I mean, that's that's why it's the Boxmasters. Well, there you go. Just so people can, you know, just, you know, they don't. Just they can just enjoy the music as music, you know. It's just this band, which that's what we are. We are a band of you know dudes that make records. I am a fan of this band, and you guys bring the best of, you know, country and rockabilly and and British invasion type stuff, rock and roll, Americana, even that jangle rock kind of thing. When you when you get those styles right, and and you combine it with 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 really infectious melodies and and huge hooks and then you got really deep and and meaningful genuine lyrics you guys create something really special so before we you know get on into this i just wanted to you know first of all thank you for for doing the show but also thank you guys so much for you know giving me something real to listen to it's real music man and i love that so thank you guys so much very cool of you to say. We really appreciate that because I mean that's that's certainly our goal, 
and uh, you know it just sort of you know it, it sort of comes out of you you know because of your influences and uh, so we're essentially you know you pay homage to the people that you that made you want to do this when you were a kid you know and uh, right. that's that's sort of what our music is really and uh, but that means a lot for you to say that I mean especially coming from a musician. You know, it means a, it means a lot to us to hear it, and uh, I'm glad you guys uh, listen to the stuff on the road. You know. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's one of my favorite things to do. Is you know, you're hanging with your buddies, and and you're going from one gig to the next, and it's like, what do you do? You know, we all kind of come from different walks of life and and listen to different things. So when there's something that everybody can agree on, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> on, man. Yeah, you know. Um, for those who, who may not be familiar with the Box Masters, and I think that you might have touched on this just a little bit, J.D., man, who are the Box Masters in your own words? We are a band. <clears throat> you know, it's two of us at this point. It's, uh, you know, Billy and I started the band in 2007. But, uh, <coughs> you know, we're, we're guys that grew up loving the Beatles, the Birds, um, you know, all these bands from the 60s, the British Invasion, the Beach Boys, you know, Southern California music, um, Beach Boys, Birds, Jan and Dean, um, you know, they're just these these parts, uh, you know, the, the areas where music came from that just really affected us. So it's like the British Invasion, Southern California, and Memphis, you know, those three areas really are the kind of music that we are and uh you know also you know there's in in the past there's been country elements and you know kind of rockabilly things but you know that's really the memphis stuff you know like we love elvis and you know jerry lee and you know all the guys that you know recorded at sun and the sound of those records and so you know that kind of thing you know still pops up even you know when we're doing you know hardcore british invasion pop music you know it's it's um um still has those kind of memphis touches and things. And it's, uh, you know, so we're, we're, you know, we're not shy that we are heavily influenced by the music of the 60s and 70s. And, you know, we write songs that are deeply personal and but still up-tempo a lot of the times, you know, with really deep and dark subjects. But, you know, there's still songs that make you, you know, tap your toe while you're listening to a song about suicide. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's actually a perfect seg for this, right? So, you know, I, I've been listening to, you know, your new single that's out right now. It's called Help, I'm Alive. And can we just say that that's probably like the coolest song title of all time, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> right? The thing is, the lyrics, right? The lyrics, there's a couple that grab me right off the top, and uh, I'm going to grab this here because I I don't want to mess this up here. Um, It'd be nice to go out and explore, uh, but I'm so afraid to open the door. I've I've grown so afraid to open the door. It's okay. It's not okay. I just don't know. And the other one was, uh, someday there will be someone to believe. So to me personally, it feels like, um, you know, familiar territory, especially with all that we've gone through in the last, you know, couple of years or, or whatever, you know, just trying to learn to live again and and so on but like with that said 
is this like an ode or, or, or an anthem to, you know, I guess, uh, what, the collective mindset of, of, of our culture or society right now? Or is it like a literal, um, you know, a literal cry for help? You know what? Tell me more about this song. I think it's a little of both. It, uh, I mean, it started with that melody for the, the chorus, you know, Help, I'm Alive. And it, and it was just, at first I thought, well, that's kind of humorous. It's like, normally you say help, I'm drowning or help, I'm dying. And, and these days right. it's like, help, I'm alive, help, I'm living in these times, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so from there, it, I mean, sometimes we don't usually do overtly political songs, but there are social and political topics that sort of creep in there. And sometimes our lyrics can be, uh, sort of, uh, uh, they're a little stealth sometimes. You sure. know? It's like without hitting it on the head, you get the point across, you know, uh, without taking a side or anything. Because right now, that's what you don't want to do because everybody, that's what's wrong with us. I, side, you, you know, well, you hit that on the head. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we kind of, you know, present it in a way. It's like, well, here's, here's how we feel. And not just us. Here's how everybody feels, you know, right now. And doesn't matter what side or middle or whatever, you know. And, by, and speaking of that, uh, the middle is the part that's kind of gone. I mean, right. It's it's either it's, it's so, either yeah. It's it's cut and dry. It's it's it, there there really is no gray area anymore. So I would say, if anything, you know, our last couple of records are sort of. Uh, odes to the middle and sort of, uh, you know, just humanity, really. It's like, uh, here, here's how we feel. So the song may sound personal. Like if there's a song that says, I feel this or I did that or she did this to me or whatever, or he did that, you know, uh, even though it sounds like a, a from the perspective of the singer uh, in a personal way, it really represents what we all feel, you know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, sort of the collective, you know, <laughs> and, uh, so we, we do, uh, we get into some of that, you know, social stuff in our, in our songs. Um, but sometimes if you get on a soapbox, you, you know, nobody listens, you know, but especially these days, it's like, if you go out and scream something, it's almost like when you know when you watch a movie, and it's they advertise it as this big topic, and they hit you on the head with it. When you see the trailers for it, it says, uh, you know, in the movie. Let's let's say for instance, the movie's called Prejudice. You know, sure. Well, well then, uh, and it's made for two hundred million dollars, and there's a million ads about it. Well, people who are prejudiced aren't going to go see it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So if you can kind of sneak through the back door with things and affect people that way, uh, sometimes on a more personal level, it seems to work better. I it's agree. Like, it's like in commercial movies when the, the score tells you when to cry. You know sure. what I mean? Like sure. We don't want to do that. No. We, we just want to present, here's the story. Here's the sound. We're playing rock and roll. And then you read the lyrics and you go, you know what? I kind of feel it. I, I, uh, either I feel that, you know, the listener, I mean, sure. the listener either feels that 
or maybe the listener doesn't feel that, but then they get a new perspective on it. It's how you guys make what you make so real. Like I stated, you know, a little earlier, listening to what you guys are doing. Let's just say, I'll call it like it is. There's no bullshit. Right. <laughs> you know, it's 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 very heartfelt. It's very real. You know, of course, there'll, there'll be some, you know, some quips in there. There's some funny stuff. But it's it's all the things that I believe everybody that listens to your stuff can probably relate to, you know, to most of what you're saying. And I think that that's such a great way that, that, that you had put it there. Yeah, well, I think, you know, part of it is, is that, you know, we were talking about the how we've kind of divided, you know, and some a lot of our songs you could listen to them and either side may think they're it's about them <laughs> you know so I mean? smart that's so yeah, smart it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's and it's and it's a way into getting people to just be human again you know what i mean uh, and so uh and also we present a lot of stuff in a there may be a song that may be on the darker side, you know, lyrically, but then the sound, the actual song itself sounds like a pop song, you know? And so, so people, so in other words, if you give them the music that's accessible, right. Then it leads them to the subject matter in a more palatable way. Well, that's <laughs> so funny that you said that because my next question is essentially that, right? So like, you know, you guys have this remarkable ability I'll, I'll be feeling so damn good. I'll be moving. I'll be dancing. I'll be dancing with my girl. And then all of a sudden I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, Oh, Whoa, this is, this is, <laughs> this is a little deep here. I don't know how I feel right now. I'm supposed to be, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, but all of a sudden I have to think, I guess my question to you is, is this intentional how you write? Like, you know, sometimes like you said, those joyous tunes might have the most somber or sobering, you know, messages behind them. Is that, is that intentional? You know, it's, it's, it's both things. It's, it was actually, it's intentional, but at the same time, it's also intentional just musically because we tend to sound like that. I mean, that's our, that's our, it's our natural way to play and sound, you know, every now and then we do a moodier, darker song that, actually sounds moody and dark you know right. and uh we have, on the flip side of that we actually have some very moody sounding songs that are happy <laughs> 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 you never know but uh uh we write a lot about we both have kids and we have several songs that are really about about and for our kids which you know then in turn will make it about other people's kids and their relationship with them and everything uh because, you know, we're responsible for them. And uh, so sometimes, you know, we, we sort of pay a little tribute to our kids and how much more they may know than us in terms of just being humans. And uh, also sometimes just to thank them, you know. And, uh, and then we have some that are lessons that we have learned that we impart to them. So we've probably got at least a half a dozen songs in the last few albums that were. Well, I think, yeah, most, I mean, there's a lot of these songs that, you know, they sound like they're about, you know, a girl or a significant other. Mm -hmm. And I know Billy's actually writing them about his daughter, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, uh, you know, it, it sounds like it's a romantic thing where, but it's not really when you, when it boils down to it, it's not a romantic love. It's a paternal, you mm -hmm. know, Knowing that on some of these songs, like some of the time I just like, oh, it's, you know, it's a, yeah, pop song about, you know, a girl. 
but uh you know knowing that kind of after the fact it's like ah you know that's uh you know pretty great overtly parental songs like on uh light rays the record we did previously there's a song called breathe easy which is you know a song a dad singing to you know his child about you know just being worried about them when they're gone you know until until they're back home under the roof with the door locked you know <laughs> they're worried sick about this kid being gone you know and what kind of trouble they're going to get into and sure. at the end you know, the song you know is about you know after they're gone just knowing that the kid you know is okay you know it's uh you know it's the when billy gave me the lyric for that song and said hey here you know this is a new song that you know i've got all the lyrics for you know it's like one where it's like i actually you know choked up and had tears you know reading this lyric it's like because i understood you know it's like i i really got the whole you know fatherly you know thoughts and you know the the whole theme of the song and so you know there's there's songs like that that we do and I, uh, I love it. I so. love it. As a father myself, I, I completely get it. In this, in this new world, in this, in you know, post-pandemic, what have you, what are the Boxmasters doing post-pandemic to uh, maybe maybe help unite, maybe help people come together, you know, enjoy themselves or or learn? Well, you know, I think sometimes entertainers can get carried away thinking that they can make a speech or whatever at an awards ceremony or whatever it is because they know stuff, you know, and people should listen to them because, you know, their thing just grossed a billion dollars or something like that. And sure. so my, my mindset's never been that. It, it, mine is more like uh, I was talking about earlier, it's like you got to kind of sneak through the back door sometimes, you know, with people and not hit them on the head with things. And it's like, you know, when they asked Elvis years ago, uh, obviously years ago, about uh, what he felt about the Vietnam War, he said to the reporter, he said, well, to tell you the truth, sir, I'm just an entertainer. And but that's not to say that entertainment can't bring people together. Right. So if you can say things that mean something to people, but say it in the, uh, in the, uh, clothes of an entertainer, then I think it can help maybe more than, than doing the speech. Sure. That if, that if you put things out there, because the great thing is, is we have an audience that is pretty eclectic. You know, we have everything from you know, 21 year old fans to 75 year old fans or whatever. And, or and, 91 and, year old or fans. Fans. <laughs> and in between, you know, and so uh, a, a good example of that kind of audience is Willie Nelson's audience. Willie Nelson has an audience that has everything from grandmothers to bikers to teenagers and things like that. And that's why everybody loves Willie so much. And you go to a Willie concert and you go, you think, Am I at a Frank Sinatra show or am I at a, at Woodstock? Right, it's, right. You know, and so, in that sense, you know, I think you can really uh, uh, just by getting people together and you know going on tour, putting a new record out, talking about the subject matter, and then being there. And by the way, being accessible to the audience, sure, and show what you feel to the audience, like. Sometimes, you know, an artist will get up there and just sort of 
do their set and go home, we tend to connect to the audience quite a bit. And just by doing that alone, I, I think is our way of, of doing our small part. And, you know, we, we don't reach the number of people that a Bruce Springsteen or Elton John or Paul McCartney reach, you know, we, we have a very, we have a very dedicated cult following and they get what we, we are after and what we're up to. And that's who we make the music for. But, you know, given that this cult audience, they tell somebody and they tell somebody else. So it's continued to grow over the years. Grassroots, so, yeah. So we're really a band who's still growing. We, we look at every record we make, every tour we do as a new band, even though I we've been all these years. Every time we do something, it's like we feel like teenagers in the garage and we're going to make it. So we never try to rest on our laurels or anything. So, uh, you know, I think you always have to look at every day as, as uh, this is this is the first time we've done this. Forget what happened this last time. Let's let's look at now, and uh, hope that people respond to us. So if you keep the dream alive, right? You know. Well, that also makes it really exciting still, you know, you, you still yeah, yeah. have the fire, you still have the hunger, you still want to get out there and do it, you know? Well, you know yeah. it, it's funny because, you know, we have, you know, I mean, it's, this is really <clears throat> the 15th year of the band and, you know, the last, you know, like we, we had a tour last fall or last, the end of last summer and, you know, things were going great until we had to shut it down, you know, people right. got sick and so we, you know, had to, uh, had to stop it. But, you know, we felt, you know, we can feel this momentum that, you know, has been building, you know, up and, you know, through that tour that we had, you know, and we can feel it building for this one. Like people, you know, are excited and they, you know, they can tell us, you know, there's social media stuff that, you know, they can just, just the comments on the, uh, on the post that we put up, you know, sure, you, know sure. you can see that people are, are thrilled. And, you know, when we were out there last summer, the people were so joyous to be out again. You know, it's like everybody was so fired up to be out listening to music, you know, hanging out with their friends again. And, uh, you know, you can feel that still going on. And, you know, every once in a while we have to take things down and, you know, shut it down a little bit. You know, it's uh, Really, you know, for us, feeling, you know, that people more and, you know, get excited about what we're doing, you know, it, it really inspires that, you know. Well, the that fact that they're that they're excited about it, they're excited about it, but it, it's also great to hear from the audience perspective that you guys are excited about it, sure. you know? So, I mean, yeah, as, as a musician, as a performer, you, you obviously feed off the crowd, you know? It, it, it makes what you do that much more fun, and the, the connection is probably stronger and better but i mean you know you guys are getting ready to head out on the road again how does that feel right now i mean and we probably feed off the crowd more than you know a lot of other acts you know we're you know we're unabashedly live you know we uh you know aren't carrying any uh you know backing tracks or click tracks or anything like that we're you know <laughs> counting the song off and and playing it you know from the top to the bottom if we crash <laughs> along the way you know it's like and eh, we'll start over or we'll go to the next song we may start at 120 and end up at 180 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly so you know it's like so 
you know, when we do have an audience, like if, if we go into a theater and they're sitting in their chairs, you know, like just laying back, you know, like saying, let us, you know, entertain us, you know, that, that, that's work. You know, it's, it's like it, you know, we, then we have to work to try to get those people to interact with us. That's what, you know, you love a good sweaty rock and roll club because the people are excited when you get in there, when you get on the stage you know, and sometimes you get those and the people are, you know, screaming, you know, when you're in the dressing room and, you know, those it's like, wow, you know, let's just do this. Get out there and, bla- and you know, blast off. Yeah, absolutely. Other places, you know, where they're sitting there having steaks and whatnot, you know, it's <laughs> that's, you know, some work. But, you know, thankfully, you know, by the end of the show, we've won them. Well, you, you know, you've done it. I mean, as a musician, you've played places, I'm sure, where. Uh, like when we're backstage and and we play everything from like JD said the sweaty rock and roll clubs to giant theaters you know and and uh, amphitheaters and everything else and so you know when you're playing the rock and roll club that's full and they're already pretty raucous before you get out there it puts you in a mood where you hit the stage with all the confidence in the world then let's say you're at a really fancy performing arts center and uh and the people are sitting in these seats and when the lights go down and they know we're about to come on. Right. And if you can hear a pin drop, we look at each other and we go, okay, this is going to be a lot of work tonight. <laughs> and so, but you approach it uh, just in a, a different way to get the same result. You sure. go out there and you hit them just as hard as you would in the sweaty rock and roll club. You do that and don't even don't go out there sort of cowering. You go out there and hit them just as hard. And we always do five or six songs in a row before we say a word to the audience. So it's like we, we don't give you a chance to like show us that three people are going to applaud. So right. so then once you finish that, if they're not worked up by then, then we say, all right, guys, you know, <laughs> you're here. Let's have fun. You paid a lot of money to get in here. Let's not waste it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, you know, here's what's interesting. You said something that's really uh, uh, true, which is about we that we uh, enjoy being there and that. And you said you grew up, you know, going to concerts and stuff. And we kind of feel when we go to do a show that we're also at a concert. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's like we don't feel like, oh, we're this big thing up here on the stage and we're separated from these people and they're here to watch us. We come out and it feels like one thing. It feels like we're all at this concert. And I grew up, you know, playing in bands at dances first, like street dances. Right. And then it moved on to proms and college fraternity parties and, you know, stuff like that. And so and then. After that, opening for a big name act in coliseums and stuff like that from the time I was a teenager. Right. I got to see all the various ways that it happens. Well, I remember watching the bands in my hometown when I was a kid and and didn't have a band that got to play at the street dances yet. And those guys were heroes to us. And I remember that feeling. Yes. The feeling of seeing the Yardleys and the, and the, and the or whoever it was, the cadets and the senates and all these bands that were in my town, you know, uh, and uh, I remember that feeling that has been kind of lost over the years because there's so much access to things on the internet and so like that that it kind of yeah. waters 
it kind of waters down the magic and the mystery of this. And so we try to, while we're interactive with the crowd, still try to maintain some mystery and some magic about what we do because we want the audience to feel like when they went to that street dance. Right. So when, we, when we went to concerts to see Credence or the Allman Brothers or whoever it was, it was a magical experience. And so we try to make it that way. And we even do it with our with our walk-in music. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We put a specific tape together for our walk-in music to remind that audience while they're sitting there waiting that remember this is where this comes from. So by the time we come on stage, they're ready for what we are. That's you know awesome. I mean? And even there's some humor spread throughout our walk-in music. Like we come on to the theme from the Canon TV show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> because I always thought Canon was funny. You know, <laughs> it's like you got a, you know, you got a, a, a very, very big detective who chases down a, you know, 21 year old, kid you know right right i always love that show that's awesome but that's awesome and i love that i love hearing that you guys still hold on to what inspired you like especially when on a local level right like on a local band level remembering those guys that you um that you looked at as 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 heroes it's so interesting because friends of mine back in Santa Fe, we talk about some of these bands that have come and gone, you know, that we, they were, they were heroes to us. They're still heroes to me to this day. Even after I've done this, that, and the other, I still go back to those times where, you know, I looked up to those guys and they are just as big a reason why I do what I do as you know somebody who's who's been playing the bigger stages you know what i'm saying so i love hearing that that makes me feel so good i'm gonna go ahead and go here because i know that we're kind of limited on time but i wanted to um kind of go almost like rapid fire with some stuff okay (laughs) between the both of you so this is going to be fun i'm I'm, 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 rambling we'll we'll, we'll slow it down (laughs) no no man i mean we can you got you guys can can stay as long as you'd like I'm just trying to adhere to the rules you see, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we have those people. They, they uh, you know, they set guidelines and then we smash them. So, ah, well, there we go. <laughs> well, then take your time with these answers, if you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's let's say you guys have the soundtrack of your lives, but it's only made up of two songs. Okay, and one of them has to be a Boxmaster song, and the other one could be from somebody else. So, you know, JD, I'll go with you first, man. Who are your two? <laughs> I, I, I saw you looking down and, 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 and you know, like thinking just a little bit. So I figured I'm just going to throw you to the lions right away. Who are your two? What, what box masters tune and what other tune would be the quintessential JD, you know, soundtrack? That is, uh, wow. Um, we've got a lot of records and then we've, you know, we we're we're the kind where you know we're constantly recording, and so, you know, we've got it. I think so. Help I'm Alive is our twelfth album that we're putting out, like the official album, and then we've got another six or eight that we've finished that are just sitting kind of on the shelf. You know, That's like amazing. maybe some at some point we'll figure out what to do with them because you know, a record label only says. Uh, um, you know, we want to put out one record a year because, you know, that'll, that's about all we can promote. Plus we have other 
artists we got to promote sure windows and blah 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 so you know trying to remember songs even from this record that we're putting out right now right times hard oh Uh, man but uh man i don't know billy did you mention you want me to go first no i (laughs) you mentioned the song providence that we did yeah in uh 2016 2015 something like that i was gonna say that one (laughs) yeah you mentioned it before and i don't even know um but anyway this song it's just it's like we don't even play it live anymore because it just you know it doesn't quite have a spot in the set because our set is pretty damn tight and and we have it pretty dialed in but this song providence it's just you know billy had part of the song written and then it was like we were coming up with the intro line and it's like oh let's you know let's do this and added one different chord in there or extra chord and you know it's like i have little vague memories of this song and but it's just lyrically it's brilliant yes it is and uh i take no credit for that um and i can't um but at the same time it's uh you know it's just it moves brad davis played an amazing solo on it and you know, it's just one of those songs that I, you know, always go back to and, you know, always listen to the whole way because I really love that song. That's a good and, one. Um, but other songs, you know, it's like, uh, it's it's really hard. You know, it's like today's song that really inspired kind of, you know, my whole life without even knowing it. Um, I'm going to go with Serpent USA. Wow. Beach Boys are one of my favorite bands. And I listened to them as a kid just nonstop. And I grew up in Kansas. And, you know, there's no surfing, no beaches, no water. I was there last week, man. Yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes sense. I, like, I never grew up dreaming of moving to California because I listened to the Beach Boys. But the second I had the chance to move to California, I went, Yes, I will go now. And uh, I, I didn't realize how much listening to that music really kind of influenced like where I wanted my life to, to lead. You know, aside from making music, it's like I I dreamed of this place, you know, where people went surfing all the time, you know, at all these beaches that I know where the beaches are now because I live here. So it's like one of these songs that, you know, and the, the guitar solo, I mean, it's like as... As I've grown up and listening to the Beach Boys and realizing how much of a genius Carl Wilson was, you know, it's it's really mind blowing how, you know, he didn't get that credit as being, you know, just a a monster musical genius. You know, he's I mean, Brian got all the credit, but Carl was like the the construction worker of the band. Yes. Good call. And I mean, that, that song in and of itself, I mean, that's just a, that's out of left field there, man. Like I, I was not expecting that. I want something that has Carl on it because Carl is really like he and George Harrison are my, you know, guitar heroes. Like if I can play, if I could play as good as well, you know, as well as either of those guys, then, you know, that's good enough for me. Right. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you, my friend. I am with you. Yes, sir. What say you? 
I'll say Providence also. Go. <clears throat> Master's song. And I'd have to add a shade of, uh, if it's got to be one, it'd be Providence, but I could add one more to it, uh, be its backup or the alternate in case it gets hurt. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, would, be, uh, would be the song Golden Hour on this new record. Uh, and it has a very special meaning to me. Fantastic, man. I can't wait to hear the like the record in its entirety. I'm really looking forward to that. And then my uh, song, uh, another one. that <laughs> Bring it. Bring probably, it. Probably never been on Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> and, um, a song called Sometimes I Feel So Uninspired by Traffic. It's probably wow. uh, the song of, out of all time that, that when I think of myself walking down the street wondering what the hell is going to happen, that song is the, that's the one I actually play it sometimes when I need to, because the essence of the song is sometimes I feel so inspired, but it's got to keep going. You know I mean? It's like, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So I guess with, with both of you, what song would you wish that you would have written? Are those two songs like the ones or are they different? Mm. Oh, I can tell you right now, the one I wish I'd written. Sure. <laughs> The one I wish I'd written was uh, Sunday Morning Coming Down by Christopherson. Wow. Go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that song is so perfect. I mean, yes. not anything like our music, you know, but it's just as a song, you would have to kind of go to somebody like uh, Chris or Bob Dylan or John Prine, the guys who really wrote these songs that they're like masterpieces. Sunday yes. Morning Coming Down is this first song that I made ever made me think, you know, that song puts you in it. You, you see the dirt, you're looking through your closet, if you're cleanest, dirty shirt, you're there. You smell the frying chicken when you're going down the street. You see the kids play on the playground when you're hung over and have, you have a beer for breakfast. It's like it puts you there so much that yes. I yes. think it's like the perfect song. Good call. And what about J.D.? Wow, you know this is uh, what you know. Most of the time, I don't really believe I write songs. <laughs> if, you know, yeah, this is the, the this is the uh, hypothetical. If you, you know, could have wrote one song, what would it what would it be? Yeah, oh, that's that's the thing. It's like it's like then once it's like oh wait, if I could write anything, then it's like you go through all these. Well, is that um. You know, is that the song that I would want to write or is that just, you know, making something up? Um, the say, sound cool. Just, just say Surfing USA again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, what, it's funny because, you know, it's like, I, that's such a meaningful song to me. But you're not going to say, oh, you know, that was a, mm -hmm. a geniusly written song. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a. Right. Uh, uh, I, I'd rather have written Little Old Lady from Pasadena. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty damn smart. Yeah, it is. And, is. Uh, there, you know, there's so many songs that are, like, meaningful and, you know, inspiring and and all that. So it's like, how how do I, you know, pick one? So I will say the song I wish I'd written is... Christmas Don't Be Late by the Chipmunks. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Just because that is, it's just the, I just, I just want to be able to throw the chipmunks in here somewhere. Because the chipmunks really, 
when it comes down, really, we're between them and the Beach Boys, they're my two influences for wanting to make records. Oh and, my gosh. You know, like unintentionally, you know, it's like just that's that was the stuff I listened to when I was five years old and had a Fisher Price Price record player. I listened to the Beach Boys and the Chipmunks over and over on that plastic record player, just nonstop. It's so funny you say that too, because I just right before I got on with you guys, um I just saw this YouTube video of, that somebody made, and it's incredible. You guys got to check it out <laughs> just just, just for what it is. There was somebody that recently um, took, what was it, the Chipmunks do punk from way oh. back in the day and oh. slowed it down considerably, and it turned out to be one of the craziest, coolest, like, yeah, goth, like emo like you know kind of like it was incredible like i could listen to this and go wow oh this is awesome (laughs) yeah so go go down that rabbit hole if you will yeah it'll it'll make you uh you know really uh maybe appreciate the chipmunks even more they were onto something man those guys yeah it's genius i mean i've i've uh like we did, we did a cover of Christmas Don't Be Late for, uh, for something. And, uh, we did, we slowed down what they did to, you know, the full half speed to listen to the voices. And it's amazing just hearing that one guy, you know, best, however you say his name, but just him do all the voices, Sure, and, you know, and all, you know, it was, uh, it was really, really cool. And it's like, I think about it, it's like that, that combination of music and technology, all of the, uh, you know, things I do, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm a recording geek and, you know, and I play music. So, you know, that's, that's the stuff that inspires me. It's like getting weird and, you know, playing with it. If you could tour with any artist right now, who would it be? Tour with any artist? Anybody. Anybody. Uh, let's see. What's that band you really like? The Japanese one? Oh, black. No, they're Korean. It's Korean? K-pop. K- yeah, black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, yeah. Them, anime. Uh, no way. Uh, what's the other, the, the Japanese metal band? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Girl's name. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would, you know what? I, I would love to. I honestly, I'd like to tour with uh, one of one of the, you know, British invasion people that we loved, you know, or or just somebody from those days. That sure. So much. Might be nice to yeah to tour with like uh, uh, for you know what I'd like for us to tour John Mellencamp because I think it'd be cool. But the other one is I'd like to tour with uh, Bad Company. Wow! Right on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's I mean, great. That's you know Paul Rogers has it. Paul you know, Rogers alone, yeah. You know, rock voices of oh, all yeah. time. Love him. Um, oh. I'm trying to, you know, I, I. It's kind of gratuitous, and you know, like, but it's like, you know, the, I'd like to open for like the Stones on one of their arena. Absolutely. Yes. We go out on that stage. I mean, we've done a couple of things where, you know, we played in front of, you know, 50 or 80,000 people at one time. Honestly, it's freeing. It's so, 
it's so much easier to play in front of so many people like that because <laughs> you don't have that kind of one-on-one -on -one personal connection with them. And you can just run around and jump and be stupid. And, <laughs> you, know, you don't do that when you're playing in front of people in a, you know, cocktail lounge. Right, right. You know, somebody like that, you know, it's like, you know, and, you know, we've had the fortunate, you know, privilege of, you know, meeting Mick and Keith and, you oh, know, wow. Wow. And, 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 you know, we played with Chuck Lavelle who plays, you know, keyboards with uh, the stone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would be fun because, you know, it's like we would see friends there and, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, which is one of the other things that we really get out of, you know, touring is we get to see our friends kind of all over the country. Yes. You know, people that we don't see very often, you know, it's like, okay, we show up in Kansas city and we know we're going to see, um, you know, Frank at knuckleheads, but we're also going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, why, why can't I think of our pal's name that hangs out with us every time? Oh, Anthony. Yeah. We see our pal Anthony and, you know, got family or, you know, just, you know, and, and think in other cities like that, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to go see, you know, Bobby and, you know, so-and-so in, in this city and all that. So that's the other benefit of touring. And, Absolutely. You know, Yes. Getting out there to see your friends and, you know, and then put on a show and, you know, drag all our stuff along with us and throw it on the stage. You know, that's uh, the other benefits aside from, you know, spreading your music and all that. Just see your pals. You know what? Let's put them all together. Uh, you said Stone, this said Bad Company, we said uh, a couple others. We'd like to open for Paul McCartney. Let's just cut right. Yeah, no, let's just cut. <laughs> <the job>. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that that'll work. I like you know, man. One of the things that I really wanted to do with this interview, like you know, of course, I want to know about the new record, and you guys got this tour going on. But I love the fact that you guys are still such fans. You know, you guys are fans of, of you know, these these artists that influenced you and you're still listening. You're still talking about it with such, you know, such passion. And that that in and of itself just makes me feel so damn good to know that, you know, you guys are out there doing your thing and you're doing it for all the right reasons. And you're doing it because you have this love. And, you know, that's awesome. So thank you guys so much for, you know, for just being fans, you know, and being real. I, well, I love that. One of the other things that has been lost, you know, over the years is people putting themselves, you know, th everyone thinking that they're the star of the show, you mm. know, when, you know, really, you know, we're all just audience members of the whole thing, you know, yeah, the whole, wow. the whole, the whole game of life, you know, we're just, we're just watching. And so, you know, everyone enjoy what, you know, people are doing, enjoy the art that people are making. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing to be a fan, you know, oh, if you were never a fan, you would have never been an artist. <laughs> there you go. Right. It's, you know, so it's like, we, there are so many people that we love you know, to see and, you know, see what they're up to. And, uh, you know, it's like the first song that we ever recorded as the box masters was a Chad and Jeremy song called yesterday's gone. And that was the song that was like, Billy's like, listen to this, you know, these guys are English guys, but they're doing this song. That's, you know, it's really a hillbilly song, you know? So, you know, let's do their song, but let's do it as, you know, a hillbilly kind of, you know, country kind of thing. That was back when we were doing that, experimental genre 
morphing of you know we called it mod billy but it was like it was a combination of mod and hillbilly you know right right but so then so you know cut to 10 years later chad and jeremy are playing at this little place called mccabe's in santa monica and it's like we had to go see him you know (laughs) and so you know and then we stood in line after the show and to meet them and say hi and say thank you and we you know it's like because it's like without them we're not here you know it's it's like we're not you know we're not talking to you we're not recording it's like without any of these people you know we're you know working construction or you know working you know filling holes on a highway somewhere so right it's it's like without being fans we are not here at all so you know it's a really important for people to you know love things and support them and uh, just not think that they're the star of every show i love it i love it well to put a bow on this man when does the new record actually drop it drops on april 15th uh, 2022 uh, our tour starts uh april 7th in ardmore oklahoma all the tour date information and pre-orders uh, you can buy a record right now um on sale on our website autographed um www.theboxmasters.com and all the tour dates with ticket links are there as long as i've uh updated it and it. <laughs> Just, you know it's like we're at two-man operation so it's like we do our website we do our merch we do uh <laughs> As well, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I can put together a website to save my ass. Yeah. I do it the yeah. way I possibly can. But you know, it's it's things that we've learned how to do over fifteen years of being in this band, and so you know, find ways to make stuff happen. I know? love it. Honestly, I love it, it. We have so much more connection to the people you know by running the stuff ourselves than having you know a website guy or somebody that handles the merch and whatnot it's so much more fulfilling honestly to know it's like okay i know what people want from us you know you know they want to you know certain stuff they want pictures they want you know albums and it's like okay i know we know how to give that to them you know like we can we can make that, but without having our hands directly on it, we don't know what the people want. So uh, I'm glad that we really have this, you know, one-on-one kind of uh, relationship with our fans and we can, uh, you know, I mail the stuff to people. You buy it, ship it. Okay. How cool is that? I mean, this is, it's, it's as grassroots as you can get. And I love that. And uh, that's, again, it makes you guys very real. Right. So I, I, real old and you know <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. by the way we're we're not coming to santa, santa fe i uh, wish we were uh, i'm in I, minneapolis right now though oh you're so, in minneapolis yeah so i mean i i was living there i'm i'm living in minneapolis now but i saw that you guys are coming to uh to the surf actually in uh the surf ballroom in in uh, clear lake which oh, is oh you gotta come see us down there dude yeah yeah i think yeah, that's gonna happen it's awesome have you right. been there? Yeah, I've I've been there. I've been fortunate enough to play there, and oh, 
Oh, I, so you played there. Okay. Oh, I love it. Like you that is that would be good to see you there. Man, I, mean, I would love that. I would love that. And I think that I'll I'll certainly make that little drive out there to go catch it. I was actually planning on doing it anyway. And then we got this and I'm like, yeah. I I love the whole reconnection. I was gonna say that that we weren't aren't playing Santa Fe, but we're playing a place that we've never been to in New Mexico called Farmington, New Mexico. You know where that is? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we're we're doing that in uh, Colorado Springs, you know, it's another place close. Yeah. yeah. But go to our website, www.foxmaster.com. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so like where where do people find you? <laughs> go there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Like the Mighty Machines guy, you know, speed through it. That would be my ultimate goal, but uh, I have too many speech impediments to be able to fight through that. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's no L's in the name of our band. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody. I, I want you guys to go check out the Boxmasters. I want you to check out their records. Here's one thing. It's so easy to go listen to their new single, which I'm, you know, just hoping that you guys would do anyway. It's such a great tune. The record, when it comes out, listen to the whole record and I'm going to tell you why. Listen to the whole record, start to finish, because these guys are absolute masters, masters of of song flow and creating a bigger picture within the picture, if you will, with the way that they present their records. This is one of the my favorite things about the Box Masters and what they do is is that song flow. It takes you on on a journey. This 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 journey from beginning to end of a record, and it's awesome so i'm i'm pretty certain that you guys are going to do that again and so yes so by all means before the new record comes out go check out some of their other stuff too and do what i said listen to uh listen to the records from beginning to end i think that you will be pleasantly surprised with how things work out there thank you so good to reconnect with you man Man, likewise i'll tell you what hopefully we'll see you uh in clear lake man and uh you know we'll we'll do some catching up and and all that stuff but i want to thank you guys again for uh for spending some time with me man and uh you know best of luck to you guys on the new record and on the road and when we're there i'll tell you my story about us at the last time we were at the surf oh gee (laughs) Oh man! I won't well, tell it. I no, I can't tell it so that anybody can actually hear it. <laughs> Lucky me, I have I have that button that says stop. So yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we'll go in and wrap it up right there. Thank you guys so much. Well, there you have it. That's all she wrote, folks. I want to thank my special guests this week, Mr. Billy Bob Thornton, aka Bud, and JD Andrew, collectively known as. The Box Masters. They have a brand new record that's about to drop, and you can listen to their brand new single, Help I'm Alive. That is such a great title. On your favorite streaming platforms right now. Plus, they're hitting the road real soon. And as you heard on this very show, they love connecting with you, the fans. So go check them out, show them some love and support. Speaking of love and support, please go check out my website, www.kenvaldez.com. Please sign my mailing list. I'm not going to spam you. I promise you. I'll tell you what. You can find out more about this podcast. You can find out more about my music. And you can also find some links to go to all of my socials. I'd love to see you on there. I'd love to be in touch with all of you. And lastly, if you like this show and you want to support the cause, 
Go find me at Venmo. My Venmo handle is at Ken Valdez. Your support allows this show to keep on broadcasting, keep the wheels on this bus moving forward, and keeps bringing you special guests just like the Boxmasters today. Well, that's about it, everybody. I'm out of here. Until next time, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.